This is a sermon podcast from Ashland First United Methodist Church in Ashland, Oregon. Visit us online at ashlandmethodist.org for more sermons like this, church information, and how to get involved. Ashland Methodist, a community of open hearts, open minds, and open doors. So the title of today's Sherman, uh, Sherman, the title of today's sermon should be Sherman on the Mount and then A Journey of Faith Through Puppets. So uh, the opportunity I had uh, going back home was to sift through a lot of things that my mom and my dad have acquired through the years. And they were really good at saving everything, every letter, every note, everything. And... Through that, I was able to then spend some time recollecting some of that journey that I had, especially with my dad. And so, um, starting from the beginning, it all started when I was about 13 years old, and my family came to the States on furlough. You know, and missionaries, we would come to the States and visit the churches that were supporting our mission in Brazil. And my dad would preach the same sermon every Sunday for three months in a row. And it just so happens that I was 13 years old and I actually listened to the sermon. And to this day, I can repeat most of it. Uh, And it, it really impressed me a lot because it was talking about how to take up your cross and follow Jesus and what that meant in terms of a calling. And my response to it was, I had never seen a children's message before because in Brazil we didn't do children's messages. And for the first time I noticed a children's message. I don't know why I didn't notice in previous furloughs. Maybe they weren't weren't doing it then. But this is the 1970s. And I went back home and I said, Dad, why don't we do children's messages? And he just kind of smiled and said, Well, what do you want to do about it? And he put it back on my shoulders. Well, it just so happened that I was getting ready to go on a workshop with my mom to another missionary who did puppets and uh, taught how to make puppets and how to use puppets. And so I came back home, and I was all excited. I'm going to make a puppet. And um, didn't tell anybody, but I went to the market. I bought some baby shoes. I came home with baby shoes, and my mom going, hmm, are you not telling me something? (laughs) I go to my grandmother, and I said, I need you to make some doll clothes because... I don't sew. Um, I had no idea really how to make this puppet, but I decided, hey, I'm creative. So I got some straw, and I made some paper mache, and I smashed it together, put it in my mother's baking bowls, put it in the oven, found some old stockings, and uh, got my granny to make uh, a beautiful outfit. I got some yarn, and I glued the hair on this puppet one by one. Boy, I felt powerful. I felt like God. So... Lala, Debbie was born. (laughs) Debbie was my first puppet. And once I had her done, I said, Dad, Debbie's going to come to church, and she and I are going to do the children's message with you. And my dad said, what? I said, yes. You told me to do something about it. I am doing something about it. So... My dad said, okay, let's, let's go for it. What, how is it going to happen? And I said, Debbie's going to come, and she's going to tell the story, and then she's going to ask you questions. Okay. So 
Debbie would interact with my father, and she would normally, as he tells the story, it's not how I tell the story, as he tells the story is that I would use the opportunity to ask all the tough theological questions I wanted to ask him in front of everybody. (laughs) I don't remember it that way, but uh, however it was, I had this sidekick, my dad, and Debbie interacted with my dad, and it was really a movement of the Spirit. Which brings me back to the one verse of today's scripture that keeps intoning here. Each one of us is joined with one another, and we become together what we could not be alone. I could not have done Debbie without a teacher that taught me to be inspired about puppets. I could have not done Debbie without my father. Well, it came time for me to go to the States to go to college. And you pack your bag. The one thing that was for sure to be in my suitcase was this puppet. She was my soul connector. But then I had to learn how to use her alone. So the question I had to ask is, how does the Holy Spirit work? Because if I'm supposed to be doing this together with God, and I don't have the person who inspires me, my dad, how am I going to do this and be the voice of a puppet as well as my head because I know what I'm going to say with a puppet, so how does that work? So I had to put my trust in the Holy Spirit and allow my hand just to be independent from my my brain. And Debbie did several things in the States. That was one way I connected with churches in the States, was doing Debbie. I went back after a uh, summer, and I was invited by one of the missionaries to come and do a revival with Debbie. And I did a revival, a tent revival, with five nights with Debbie doing the preaching. (laughs) The innocence of being 19 years old and not knowing what you're doing. Uh, No fear. Um, And realizing that that was an important part of my call. And that's when I realized that I wanted to be a minister. A different kind of minister, but I wanted to be a minister. So fast forward now several years, and... um, I meet Bruce uh, in Nashville while I was doing graduate school. We moved to Oregon. I'm serving the church in Grants Pass. Debbie and I are together and some other puppets as well. And um, because you do puppets, everybody loves to give you stuffed animals (laughs) or puppets. And on this one occasion, this gentleman said, I have this puppet that I've had in my trailer. I've always been um, uh, a guest how do you call it, the host at a campsite. And he said, oh, I sometimes fall out this puppet, but you're good with puppets. Here, have this puppet. And I'm going, oh, great, thank you. Because when they give you this pup, these puppets, they expect you to use them, right? And I did not connect with this puppet whatsoever. But I felt obligated that I needed to find a voice for that puppet, and I stared at it, and I stared at it, and I just did not connect with it. And the months are going by. Meanwhile, I was invited to um, do a unit at the United Methodist Women's um, School of Mission. And the topic was on Brazil, and the main scripture was the Beatitudes. So I'm sitting there, and I look at this puppet, and I said, his problem is that he needs glasses. And the moment I put glasses on him, I connected with him, because his eyes were going like this, and I needed focus. So there I am, and I'm going, Bruce, I'm doing this thing. This is the puppet. What do you think? 
of this idea. And before we knew it, our firstborn child was born. Sherman. And his first sermon was Sherman on the Mount. And again, that verse became very important to me. Each one of us is joined with one another, and we become together, but we could not be alone. So Sherman would not be Sherman without me or without his father, Bruce. (laughs) Bruce is the genius behind the voice or the mind, and I guess I'm the genius with the voice. All right, Sherman, are you ready to do this again? Whoa! Let's do this! Okay. Let's see if I need my glasses off. I don't, because it's kind of dark in here. Somebody turned off the lights. It's kind of like so dark and cool. Well, yeah, that's because you're wearing some shades, man, and uh, I don't have my glasses on. Well, I can't be cool without my shades, man. So I see we have a bunch of real gone cats and crazy chicks here today. Whoa, I'm not sure about that. I see a beautiful group of people. Right on, cats and chicks, same difference. That's just beat talk. Beat talk, Sherman? Are you a beatnik? You got it. And... I'm here to promote my new book. I mean, you could hold it up so they could all, these cool cats and chicks could see it. Okay, Sherman. The Beat Attitudes by Sherman on the Mount. Right on. It's totally cool. Okay. Um, I'm not sure about this. Well, you got it, and I'm here to promote my new book. And um, it sounds uh, maybe very familiar, but no, man, no way. It's all new, and it's so hip that it makes a golf ball look square. Oh, yeah. So dig what I'm laying on down, and these are the righteous pages. Okay, Sherman. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Here we go. The righteous pages. Blessed are the rich for they have money and control the world. Whoa, Sherman. (laughs) Yes, blessed are those who have lots of food. Oh, yeah, they will not hunger, and they will just be satisfied. Okay. Blessed are they who laugh and enjoy life, because crying is a total drag. Blessed are they that are loved and accepted because they have lots of power and money. Yeah. Oh, Sherman. No, I have more. Hold on. Don't interrupt. This is major stuff. Blessed are the beautiful and famous, like totally hip people. And blessed are they who blow their own horn so that everybody knows that what their gig is. Wa-bomb! Blessed are those who take what they can get and then get real gone. Mm. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, 
for your reward is right here on earth where you can get your hands on it and he'll call it your very own. What bomb to the max. Okay. Dig it. I mean, dig it. And what I'm laying on you, well, when Sherman on the Q Mount lays it on you, what bomb it sticks. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Sherman, <laughs> I'm afraid you got something really twisted all around here. Say what? Are you telling me that my thinking is like strictly pretzelsville? Yeah, exactly is what I'm saying, Sherman. I think you seem to have a problem with your values here. You have everything turned around completely backwards. That's not what Jesus said. Oh, really? But that's what I'm saying. But maybe that's because I wrote it while looking in the mirror. What a drag. So hit me with a real skinny. What's the real righteous version? Well, Sherman, you will find it in the Bible in the book of Matthew chapter 5. And here Jesus tells us who will be blessed in the kingdom of God. Well then, lay it on straight. Who really gets the nod from God? Well, it is the poor in spirit, those that mourn, the merciful and compassionate, the peacemakers, those that hunger for righteousness, and those who, are, who stand strong in their faith when the tough gets tough, when things get tough. These are the people who are blessed. Not necessarily the rich or the beautiful or the powerful. Okay, so I dig it. But what about the hip and cool? Are they blessed? Well, Sherman, I wouldn't count on it. I say you better spend more time studying your Bible and acting on what you read and playing less bongo drums and looking in the mirror. Oh, well, I stand corrected. I mean, I'll take a look in the book and do a rewrite to get it right. Hmm, all backwards, huh? Maybe that's why I couldn't find a publisher. Oh, well, time to split. Later, alligators, after a while, crocodiles. Wow, Sherman, I trust that you will get everything straightened out very soon. All right. How did I do? You did really well, Sherman. Well, because that was a script I did like almost 30 years ago. I know. You did it really well. It's a repeat. It is a repeat. Reruns are okay, Sherman. Okay. Now, am I continuing or is that you? It's my turn to continue. Uh-oh. Time to split. Yes. So that was the beginning of Sherman. And little did I know that Sherman would be such a longtime partner uh, in my ministry. It's not the only thing I do, but I've discovered that the entity of this puppet has taken its own life. The first time I left um, uh, to serve a different church, I was serving Ashland, and then I went to Medford, the thing that I heard the most was, you can go to Medford, but not Sherman. 
when I left Medford and came back to Ashland to serve Ashland, the Medford people said, you can go to Med to back to Ashland, but you can't take Sherman. And I have come to realize that when I was 13, I had no idea what God was calling me to do and the journey that it would take me. And it's taken me many places in addition to working with puppets. But today I share that just because it was one of the things that uh, has brought me joy and hopefully has brought joy to a lot of people. One of my favorite stories about Sherman is uh, one year at camp when he told a story about being very popular and that the paparazzi um, were always trying to reach out to him and, you know, and he was famous. And the campers got the story and their imagination went wild. And they wanted Sherman's autograph. They wanted to take Sherman. Can Sherman's basket sit beside me during lunch? Can I have him during campfire? Can he sit beside me doing that? And our last night, when we always had evening watch, I was helping in the cafeteria, and all of a sudden I heard some shouting. And the kids were at chapel time, and I was still up there, and I was running a little late, and all of a sudden I start hearing this chanting, Who do we want? Sherman, when do we want him? Now! Well, H Hannah was in fifth grade, and these were her peers. And Tim, my son, who's a little bit older, was a junior counselor. And their story is that they looked at each other, and they said, this is surreal. This is really, really weird. So they always took second fiddle to uh, Sherman, but they, they learned how to love him as well. But the point being that the impact that I've been able to do thanks to um, joining another person, Bruce, and together we were able to do something that we cannot do alone. God continues to call us to do that together. That's why we are a church. That's why we are a community. Yes, we can do a lot of things alone, but when we do it together, enjoying all our gifts and talents, we're able to do a lot more. One of the kids who was at that camp got one of Sherman's autographs and made a little picture caricature of him and it signed everybody's got a little autograph. He came back as an 18-year-old to be a counselor at camp and he became kind of a sidekick to Sherman as well. And he mentioned to me that he still had that hanging on his bulletin board at home. And that's when I became very humbled and realized that just as the scripture says, we do this to become the body of Christ. And Christ is bigger than all of us. But Christ needs all of us to be a part of who he is and be his body, his hands, his feet, his heart in the world today. So find your gift. Find somebody else to share it with or match with you and go be powerful and go transform the world and maybe someday, Elizabeth, we'll find a way to be united again. Amen.